an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Gunshots ring out at George Floyd Square. Chaos on the one-year anniversary of his murder. Gunshot. Excuse us, excuse us. Plus, oh, lucky day. The woman who threw a million-dollar lottery ticket into the trash. And the honest store owner who found it. She freaked out. Then, what happened on the roof? The 3 a.m. rooftop party that ended in disaster. How safe are rooftop parties? It only takes a slip, a chance mishap. And what was she thinking? She jumped into the monkey enclosure to feed them hot Cheetos. Then, was this mom falsely accused? She was charged with making a deep fake video that targeted girls on her daughter's cheerleading squad. Exclusive, what her daughter just told us. He gets like trashed all over social media. Was she innocent all along? Plus, how they're darkening an entire city skyline to protect flocks of migrating birds. And Wizard of Oz Twister. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. A scare in Minneapolis today as people gathered to honor George Floyd on the one-year anniversary of his murder. At least 30 shots rang out right in the area designated as George Floyd Square, and it had people running for cover. Just got to be careful here with some gunshots. A TV reporter scrambles for cover as shots rang out at George Floyd Square today. This bill of comprehensive police reform. AP reporter uh, Philip Crowther was reporting live in front of the now famous intersection where Floyd was killed. Suddenly, gunfire erupted. We spoke to Crowther from the same location just five hours later. All we know and heard were around 30 gunshots coming from about half a block away uh, from here, from two different directions, about half a block apart, uh, two volleys of uh, gunfire. ABC reporter Alex Pressure was also there. You can hear the concern in his voice as he takes cover behind a car. Sounds like there may be some trouble there in Minneapolis. According to the police, the shots were fired from a car that sped away. Just a dark SUV going up between 12th and 13th Avenue. One person was injured. The motive is unknown. The gunplay failed to mar a solemn day in America, the first anniversary of Floyd's death. Across the nation, there were marches and memories. In New York, traffic at the Holland Tunnel was blocked for 9 minutes and 29 seconds. The length of time disgraced police officer Derek Chauvin's knee was on Floyd's neck. George Floyd's family was in Washington, D.C. today, urging Congress to pass police reform legislation. They also visited the White House, where George Floyd's daughter, 6-year-old Gianna, enjoyed one of the president's favorite snacks, ice cream. She was front and center as her family paid tribute to her slain dad. 
say his name? George Floyd. A little later in the broadcast, we'll look at how George Floyd's murder changed history beginning one year ago today. This lady is one of the luckiest people in America. She accidentally threw out a scratch-off lottery card worth a million dollars, and it was found by the owners of the store where she bought the card. Now, they could have kept it for themselves, but as Amber Cagliano explains, they had a different idea. This woman just won a million dollars thanks to a very honest family. Leah Fiega was playing the scratch-off lottery like this. She thought she lost. She didn't even bother scratching off all the numbers. So she gave the ticket back to the owner and walked out of the convenience store. What happened next is pretty amazing. The owner finished scratching off the numbers. And guess what? It was a million-dollar winner. After I saw one million, I was dancing at the store. Abby Shaw, whose family owns Lucky Stop Convenience Store in Southwick, Massachusetts, says he immediately started dreaming about how he would spend the money. The first thing that came in my mind was, I want to buy a Tesla. Abby's dad admits that at first his son wanted to keep the million dollars. I let her let him enjoy the day today. So one night he was a millionaire. God is testing you. If you'll fail, maybe this money will ruin your life. Abi says he called his grandparents in India, where they are struggling with a deadly wave of COVID cases. And he knew what he needed to do. My grandma said, no, we don't have to keep that ticket. You know who the ticket is for. We should give it back to them. Abby and his dad recognized Leah Fiega as a regular customer. They drove to her office and convinced her to return to yeah. the store where they handed back the million-dollar ticket. She was just freaked out. She cried, and I hugged her for like two minutes. My wife hugged her. They say Leah did give them a small portion of her winnings as a thank you for being so honest. If there is a $100 bill, the, uh, the corner of the bill she gave me. I love this story. By the way, the convenience store will receive $10,000 for selling the winning ticket. A 24-year-old woman is dead today after falling during a rooftop party. The victim reportedly was climbing from one roof to another when the accident happened. Stephen Fabian reports it has prompted calls for tighter restrictions on rooftop gatherings. It's easy to see the lure of a rooftop party, the great views, the lively outdoor atmosphere. But be warned, rooftop parties can sometimes end in disaster. This young woman fell to her death when she reportedly tried to get from one building to another in the trendy East Village neighborhood of Manhattan. 24-year-old Cameron Pirelli plunged seven floors during a birthday party. In these stills obtained by DailyMail.com, you can see signs reading danger stand back 10 feet and caution no sitting on walls on the rooftop Cameron fell from. This is reportedly the gap she fell into. Her uncle Michael paid his respects at the site where she died. It's not safe for these kids to party on rooftops. With Memorial Day coming up and summer just around the corner, the appeal of rooftop parties is likely to grow, especially with so many of us looking to reconnect after a year in isolation. But there are important things to know if you attend a rooftop party. You should always look for this. Make sure that there's a guardrail in place. Craig Hargrove is a rooftop safety expert with Hoffman Architects. He says a guardrail should be at least 42 inches high and show no signs of corrosion. But Hargrove says partygoers are unpredictable. We could climb over this. 
that's something you should never do. It only takes a slip, a chance mishap, and there is no going back from that. Hargrove says rooftops like these should be avoided. There are rooftops below us that have no railings. Those are not meant to be a public gathering place. So enjoy your rooftop party. Just be aware of the potential dangers. The father of the woman who fell to her death says she was not a risk taker and says he's still trying to make sense of what happened. If you go by the statistics, Texas is the most tornado prone state in the union. But thanks to the Wizard of Oz, a lot of people think it's Kansas. And it, a doozy of a twister was just filmed in Kansas by a tornado chaser. Hold on tight. Storm chasers are driving right into the path of a tornado. Watch as a huge piece of debris, which looks like part of a silo, passes in front of them. The twister touched down in Kansas. <laughs> yep, the same state that sent Dorothy running for cover in The Wizard of Oz. It's a twister! It's a twister! Luckily, there were no reported injuries in this real-life twister. For the record, Texas averages 140 tornadoes a year, followed by Kansas with 80 and Florida with 59. Now, a shocking allegation, a cheerleader's mom criminally charged with creating fake videos meant to disparage her daughter's rivals. She vehemently denied it. And now prosecutors are saying they were wrong. Those charges have been dropped. But the mom says her life has been ruined. Now her daughter is speaking exclusively with Inside Edition. It was a stunning allegation. The mother of a star cheerleader accused of creating a deep fake video to trash a rival. Was your mom trying to destroy the other girls on the team? No, that's not true. In this exclusive interview done with her mother's permission, 17-year-old Allie Spone wants America to know her mom is innocent. She gets, like, trashed all over social media. She doesn't work anymore. Allie was on the Victory Vipers cheerleading squad, one of the most competitive in Pennsylvania, as seen in this 2016 video. The arrest of her mom in March made big headlines. A mom arrested, accused of making fake videos threatening her daughter's cheerleading rivals. I can't believe this 50-year-old mom learned how to make deepfakes. Allie's mom, 50-year-old Rafaela Spone, was accused of creating this video, which purports to show a 17-year-old member of the squad vaping. We've all seen this vaping video. Is that vaping video real? Yes. It's real? Yes. That really is one of your cheer teammates vaping. Mm-hmm on camera. Because I was there, we're at a sleepover with another girl on the team, and I watched them take the video. The girl in question, Maddie Heim, told Inside Edition a very different story when we spoke to her in March. I was shocked, like surprised and scared because I didn't know who would be like able to manipulate a video like that because it looked really real. Now prosecutors are backing off the claim that Rafaela Spone created the video on her computer using so-called deep fake technology. Police are unable to confirm the video was falsified, the prosecutor says in a statement. Little by little, the DA's case started falling apart like a house of cards. But Allie's mom still stands accused of sending the video, along with harassing texts to the coach of the cheerleading team and other parents. If her mom didn't make the deep fake yes. video, did she send those texts and pass the video around to the, to the cheer coach and the rest of the cheer community? No, she never passed into any cheer community. Deep fake videos like this hilarious one of the Queen of England dancing are all over social media. 
Allie says the allegations that her mom made the video have been heartbreaking for her family. I feel really bad because no one should have to go through something like that. Separate from that video, Rafaela Spone still faces three counts of cyber harassment of a child. She denies any wrongdoing. One year ago, George Floyd died at the knee of the now convicted Minneapolis police officer, a killing that reignited a worldwide push for social justice. But actually, it was the release of that 17-year-old girl's video of the incident that really got the movement started. Les Trent has a look at a timeline to history. It happened on May 25th, 2020, but the historic George Floyd saga really began the next day at exactly 1.46 a.m. I cannot breathe. That was the moment when 17-year-old Darnella Frazier posted the video she shot with her cell phone to her Facebook page. By daybreak, the video was circulating all over social media. I don't even know what to do or how to handle this at this particular time. I know that this is... I am speechless. I'm really, really speechless. Gail King was racked with emotion. It feels to me like an open season and that it's just a not sometimes a safe place to be in this country for black men. And today is too much for me. Breaking news tonight. That night, all three evening news broadcasts aired the video for the first time, warning viewers of what they were about to see. He can be heard on the video saying, I can't breathe. We must warn you, the images are disturbing. People were moved to tears. This is so much pain. You get so tired. We, we have black children. All of us have this fear that maybe someday that'll be my son, that'll be my nephew. Despite the pandemic, massive protests erupted across the USA and very soon the world. Peaceful protests for the most part, with pockets of rage and looting. It is estimated as many as 26 million people participated, making them the largest in U.S. history. It was called a racial reckoning. I was shocked when I, I, I literally was just like stunned, because you can't believe you're watching. It's like someone being choked to death in front of you and you see the life seeping from them. So you're shocked by that. On ABC, black correspondents came together to speak about their experiences. I get pulled over, a cop pulled over for nothing. I'm not speeding, I'm in traffic, I'm nothing. Just doing nothing but driving while black. With growing racial sensitivity, the long-running show Cops was canceled. So was the popular ride-along show Live PD. HBO Max pulled Gone with the Wind. Find the defendant guilty. One year later, we are still dealing with the shock, which started when a teenager bravely stood her ground and took the video that would change history. Without that video, George Floyd dies that day. Uh, those police officers don't have a moment of pause. There's no investigation, probably. And they're all still in the force. And uh, there's no change. Today, the NAACP held a virtual moment of silence at 9.29 a.m. to symbolize the nine minutes and 29 seconds Officer Derek Chauvin held his knee on George Floyd's neck. Next, what was she thinking? She jumped into the monkey enclosure to feed them hot Cheetos. Plus, how they're darkening an entire city skyline to protect flocks of migrating birds. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. 
June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This lady used to be a legal assistant, but after this footage of her in a monkey enclosure at the zoo went viral, she lost her job. And as Les Trent reports, criminal charges may be on the way. What was she thinking? She's actually climbed into a monkey enclosure to feed them hot Cheetos. <laughs> You can hear the woman giggling throughout the video. One zoo official had two words to describe her, stupid and lucky. It happened at the El Paso Zoo in Texas. The woman was identified as Lucy Ray, and she quickly lost her job as a litigation assistant at a local law firm. <laughs> the primates are spider monkeys, and while they may look cute, they can be very dangerous. They have canine teeth. Uh, like a dog or, you know, fangs and canine teeth. And so they could easily, they bite, they scratch, they can claw. We don't ever interact with them as she was with no barrier between us just because they're wild animals and they could be potentially very dangerous. Of course, she's not the first knucklehead at a zoo. Not long ago, this oh, dad oh. put his daughter's life in danger when he wanted to get closer to the oh. elephants at the San Diego Zoo and one charge. Oh, and this woman came face to face with a lion at the Bronx Zoo. As for the latest case, she might be laughing now, but not necessarily for long. Zoo officials say they're thinking of putting a taller fence around the enclosure. That would make the monkeys harder to see for visitors. When we come back, why they're dimming the lights across Philadelphia. We all have busy lives these days, and we don't want to waste a day recovering after a night out. That's why Zbiotics is the answer we've all been looking for. Their probiotic was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Pre-alcohol produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. This is a proactive solution that wards off feeling miserable the next day instead of a reactive approach like drinking electrolytes or eating greasy food. Enhance your mornings with Zbiotics. Go to zbiotics.com/cbs to get 15% off your first order when you use code CBS at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So, if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com/cbs and use the code CBS at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. It's lights out in Philadelphia, and you might be surprised to find out why. Amber Cagliano with details. The glimmering skyline of Philadelphia is a little dimmer these days, but it's not a blackout. Migrating birds are colliding into tall buildings and dying in huge numbers. 
So when night falls, office towers and apartment buildings are dimming their lights as part of a voluntary program called Lights Out Philly. I want to save birds' lives. Lisa Bellafilio manages a condo building. She's joining the effort at dimming the lights. We turned it off um, at 11 p.m. for the birds. So we dim the lights in the building. The residents also uh, would turn the lights down in their unit. Each year, flocks of birds migrate from the south using the stars to navigate them while flying over big cities. The bright city lights can disorient them. Sadly, researchers say that as many as one billion birds in the U.S. alone are killed each year by flying into buildings. They could be going 30 miles an hour and they hit and then they're often dead. Volunteer Stephen Machievsky has the grim task of patrolling downtown looking for dead and injured birds. And if they hit really high and, and going fast, they bounce far so they could land in the street or they could land in the subway entrance. It's the 234th bird of the spring season. This little guy appears injured, but look. It wasn't that injured. Injured birds are brought here to the Schuylkill Center, where they are nursed back to health and released. They are saving birds' lives. Yes, they are. And the birds that don't make it are taken to the Philadelphia Academy of Natural Sciences, where they'll be studied. When we come back, a bride rocks out. Finally today, we've covered a lot of weddings, but never one like this. Watch as this bride rocks out on the drums. Oh, wow. Bride Sharon Rose actually is a drum teacher. She thought this would be a great day to show off her talents. And she is awfully good. She even had her dress altered so she could move freely. Woohoo! Happy bride, happy life. That's Inside Edition. See you tomorrow. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.